0: Weird Shit My Mom Says Episode 28 I'm Jules. I'm Cece.
1: <laughs> I know what that one was. Share. Yeah,
0: you're not supposed to call it out what it is,
1: but I did.
0: Do you think that Cher would sue us?
1: I don't think that Cher's gonna have any fucking idea who we are.
0: I don't think so either. Because,
1: like, let's get real. I mean, like, our listeners are ramping up a little bit, but we're not there.
0: If that was really the case, I should have done it in a Cher voice.
1: Yeah, don't do that. That will for sure get us sued if she decides. Why? There's like
0: there's like impersonators of Cher. That makes me doing it. Yeah. And I can't help it if my voice sounds like shares.
1: It doesn't. Your normal voice does not sound like it shares. It would
0: if I tried. Okay. Well, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm, I'm up yonder in the frozen tundra. It's snowing. And I am up here doing all sorts of healthy things with our parents.
1: Yeah. She traveled with me to the north. I did to the tundra, and here we are in the snow.
0: Yeah, together we again. Risked our lives this morning so that I could have coffee. It was actually very scary. It was, and I was thinking to self, I was like, "Hey, self, was this worth it?" But it yeah. was. So sorry to to any to any friends, hi friends, that I didn't get to hang out with this week while I'm quickly up in Wisconsin, because. Lots of stuff going on at our parents' house. I'm helping them get it together.
1: And I haven't she had is.
0: time. I haven't had time for anything but tacos at a bar
1: one night. Okay. Well, I have some exciting, like very exciting podcast-related news for us.
0: What is it? Is this the, wait, Was this something that you were
1: going to tell me? Yeah. you couldn't tell me? Yeah, because it made me really happy. And it seems like something small, but it made me really happy. And I want to I call it out. Okay. So... We don't have a lot of reviews in like Spotify. I can't see what our rating is quite yet because we haven't enough people rate us on Spotify. Okay. So we can't see that. But on Apple, it is letting us even though we only have four ratings. We have four ratings? We do. One of them gave us a one star, but the other three gave us five. And this week was our first comment rating that I'm able to see. And people might have written comments about us on Spotify, good or bad, but I can't see them yet. And we had one on Apple from a stranger. A stranger? And I think his name is probably Jeff or Jeffrey, I think, if I remember correctly. But it just said, excellent podcast. And I was like, oh, man, thanks, Jeff. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Or Jeffrey.
0: Hey, Jeff, I want to tell you something. That the name Jeff is near and dear to our hearts for a couple of reasons. So reason number one, Um, obviously, things we do in the shadows. So if you haven't watched that, watch it. But the other reason I think it's called what
1: we do in the shadows. OK, but
0: well, okay. I'm bad at everything when it comes to remembering.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Correct. why it's called weird shit. My mom says because we know Jules is going to say some weird shit.
0: The other thing is that Cece used to have this little critter that lived under her deck. Was it? De- no, it was the, the porch. The it was porch. under my porch. It was a possum and
1: she named it Jeff. I did name my yard possum Jeff and possums are our friends.
0: And we had to have, like, a serious talk with Frank about possums being our friends. And so we we would always be like, hashtag save Jeff.
1: He had wanted to murder Jeff. I don't
0: think he – do you think he really was going to murder Jeff? I think that he
1: did. But there was part of me that was a little bit annoyed at Jeff just because my dog was obsessed with Jeff and to the point where she would think about him day and night. And so sometimes she'd wake me up in the night to go and try to see if Jeff was out. She just wanted to see if he was there. She'd
0: be like, excuse me, Mom. I've been thinking about Jeff. I think you need to wake up. Yeah. I need to go check for him.
1: Yeah. But getting back to that, I just wanted to say that we appreciate any ratings that you guys are giving us. And we do, like we usually cover this at the end, but I would ask very kindly, if you've been listening to us on a regular basis, if you could please give us a rating. A five would be great, but be honest. And if you write a review like our new friend Jeff did.
0: Hashtag save Jeff.
1: Yeah, I think it would be great if we could read one every week, like we could pick one every week. I stole the idea from Wife of Crime, which is one of our new favorite podcasts. We would love to be friends with them. And I just, I like the idea of calling that out at the beginning of an episode, whether or not we'll have one that we can read for the next 25 weeks. I don't know because it took us that long to get one. But if you leave us a comment, we might read it
0: and also if you leave us a bad one i probably don't like you but i could read it and make fun of it
1: or if you i guess like if you're going to critique us, i'd rather you write us an email at where my mom says at like, @gmail.com don't,
0: don't be a dick if you don't like us don't listen
1: yeah that too you could just go away but yeah we we really do like we we like those comments we like those ratings if you just want to leave some stars and as soon as we can get into the spotify ones would be great too because then we'd have some more comments if there are some out there. And yeah, we just we want to interact with you guys. We really do.
0: We want to be your friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what are what are we talking about this week?
0: This episode in particular So, sometimes we put a lot of work into our episodes, and then other times we're like, fuck that shit, we have things going on. And by sometimes, I mean like this time. Yeah. We kind of have a lot of stuff going on. So, I did find this article. Like, I found this article, oh, like a while ago, and I thought it was pretty funny. I was talking to Frank on the phone about it probably over a month ago, maybe two months ago. And it's an article from something called history collection and it looks like it was written in um, October of 2018 by some guy named Steve he doesn't say his last name okay it just says Steve am I reading that right
1: I just see Steve Also, okay all right he's put himself at the end or something
0: well um if you want to look up the article it's pretty fun and it's called 18 Spooky Native American Monsters That Will Keep You Awake at Night. And I think I did some sort of strange, I was doing some kind of strange thing on the Googs, you know, looking for ideas. And I came across this. So this is going to be very just like an impromptu, which which freaks Cece out because she likes to have everything planned. And I'm like, yeah. woo! fly by the seat of my pants all the time. So... Basically, my idea for this is that we're just going to, we're going to read you some stuff from the article because it's funny. Also serious, serious. Like, if these monsters are real, that's
1: terrifying. I believe the Native Americans when they tell me there was a goddamn monster.
0: I would tend to believe that too. And also, um, then we're just going to talk about it. Okay. I booped. You booped your pee pop. Trying not. Okay. Oh, got, got my pee pop filter, so saying some p words. All right, so I'm like the MC of this host because it freaks CC out. To not of this have host, a plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the MC of this host. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah man, <laughs> where's my coffee? She's the we host. Slashed died. Slashed.
1: MC, you didn't even drink your whole fucking coffee that we risked our lives for this morning. Not yet. Okay.
0: All right. The first. Monster. We are going to we're we are gonna like skip over some of the monsters, like just for time's sake. Okay. But I'm just gonna that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be the MC of the I just wanna say that over and over again. I'm the MC of this podcast of this
1: podcast, damn it. Okay, I'm gonna just take the dog upstairs really quick because she's stabbing me in my leg. I thought she was gonna just speak. Well, good, you
0: should have not. spelled out hashtag Jeff. You said it, and now she thinks.
1: Oh, she's trying to find Jeff outside. She's trying to find him. She's booping the microphone and stuff. She's on my lap. She's not a small dog. Okay, I'll be right back. She's small.
0: All right, number one. A cursed former tribe member, the Flying Head, seeks vengeance for murders of elders. So, the Flying Head, also known as Big Head, (laughs) or... Oh boy, this word. De- I apologize. We're going to butcher all the words that in this that article. I might not say right. Daquan-no-en-yent. That's it. That's the only time I'm going to say that. From now on, this thing is known as Big Head. Okay. <laughs> it's a cannibalistic monster belonging to the mythologies of the Iroquois and Wyandotte peoples of North America. Appearing as the antagonist in a number of stories and legends. We're to native folklore, that's because, oh, it does, okay. Mm-hmm. According to native folklore, during an especially severe winter prior to European arrival, an unknown tribe in New York State was suffering from a famine. The young men wished to move the tribe across the Great Lake and seek new opportunities, whilst the, the older dudes, believing the famine was like a punishment, For their crimes by the spirits, um, desired, not desired, that was weird, desired to stay and, and, you know, kind of just live through that badness. I don't know why I'm trying. See, you're making me nervous about impromptu.
1: I'm sorry. Okay. Can you feel my nervous energy right now? I'm like, I've never even read this before.
0: Okay enraged by the old men's stubbornness the young men killed them they were just like you're being you're being stubborn i can't stand you and your opinions and then the young guys killed them they decapitated the bodies and dropped their heads into the lake
1: why did they do that like why couldn't they just like if you're going to kill them at least just like be nice about it or something
0: that escalated so quickly
1: yeah, they must have been, like, really heated about that argument. Why that's would they put like their a, heads in the lake like that? That's a,
0: just a disagreement.
1: No wonder these fuckers are angry. All right.
0: One of the young young gentlemen, I use that word term loosely.
1: They're not gentlemen. Okay. They're involved, meanies. They're,
0: they're maniacs. Lunatics.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Involved in the massacre became entangled in a pile of heads. Falling into the lake and drowning. Okay, so they cut off so many old man heads that this one <laughs> young guy got tangled up, probably in all their hair
1: and stuff. That's his fault. It was he was one of the assholes that killed him? Right? How or is did he this a, fall
0: into a pile of heads?
1: Was this an innocent bystander or was this one of the murderers? I
0: don't. Well, I'd like to think he was one of the murderers.
1: Well, then good for him. I'm glad he got tangled up in those heads. Okay, those heads were coming for him. Well,
0: he fell into the lake and he drowned. And then out of the lake rose giant a giant head
1: or big head. Like all the heads melded together and created yeah. one big old noggin.
0: Yeah, it was taller than, than a normal man.
1: Did it, like how did it get around?
0: It was coated in thick black fur and it had wings and talons. And it would perpetually hunt and haunt the tribe. <laughs> I mean... They
1: shouldn't have done that. Respect your elders.
0: That was really shitty. That's not okay.
1: I know we only have one side of the story here, but holy shit.
0: Well, I'm on Flying Head's side. Me too. Okay. After destroying those responsible for the murders, the Flying Head began terrorizing other tribes, during which time the Iroquois faced the demon. So that part, I say to the Flying Head, chill out. Can you chill out a little bit like you got your you got your revenge like maybe you should get all the guys that got you and anybody else that would have been a you know whispering in their ear behind the scenes like get those old guys other than that like leave the other people alone
1: but maybe it was bored like what was I going to do with itself after I did that
0: well let's see um see after being plagued for many years by the monster including a famous folk tale in which A young hunter's dog sacrificed themselves to save their master from the beast. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is what finally scared them off. So there was a woman and she was roasting acorns. And the flying head came at her. And the (laughs) flying head was very scared because it thought that she was eating live coals.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of spooky because it was like, oh, this lady eats coals. Can I really get her?
0: Well, they were scared then of the strength of the Iroquois people and they left and they never came back. That was it. That's all it took was So the moral of the story is, is that if somebody's scaring you or being mean at you, you should roast acorns and aggressively eat them <laughs> in front of said bully.
1: Cause that will help.
0: Because it will help. They'll Sometimes be the littlest things. It just takes a little bit of psycho. They just have to be like, oh, shit, that person is, that's, they mean business.
1: I think one time that, it made me think, and it's not exactly the same thing, but one time I heard Concrete Kira telling Lucy, I couldn't remember her fake name for a minute. Concrete Kira telling Lucy that if a boy liked her and she didn't like him back, that she should just fart by him.
0: That is something Concrete Kira would say and also do.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's, I mean, sometimes it's the simplest things. Roasting acorns, farting by boys. <laughs> Just one
0: of those things. Just one of those things. Okay, so three hotels have been built, like, over this bad site in oh, modern times. Are they
1: seeing giant hats there?
0: No, they are not. Oh. But each one had a short and unsuccessful lifespan for the business, which was brought to a halt by a mysterious fire that happened right and it would burn them all to the ground
1: did they find acorns on the side afterward no oh (gasps) maybe it was the hot acorns
0: yeah it was like we burned this superstition
1: i don't know how that works i just (laughs) wanted somebody to see a ghost of a flying head body thing
0: well i don't it doesn't say any in here in this article that there have been any sightings additional sightings of the flying head or the big head but it also said that this is a cannibalistic monster. So a lot of these monsters—it's so It's like nom, nom, nom well, people. Yeah, but like a lot of these, a lot of these are cannibalistic. That's what they call them. Mm-hmm. But like this—that's what confuses me about
1: it. Because you can only be cannibalistic if you're eating your own. But if these are coming out of people, because like this was people. And then their heads got chopped off and then they like melded together to create one giant head with wings. And talons. And talons. They were people at their core.
0: Where did the talons come out of the head? Like was it like where the ears are supposed to be? Or... I th-
1: I'd i like to think there was a tiny body. There was Is there a picture tiny. of this
0: There's one? There's no body because they got their heads chopped off.
1: But okay so the wings just sprouted out like by the ears
0: or something? I don't know. I don't know if you know listen, if you know anything about this crime, (laughs) if you have any information about Big Head, and you know anything about his talons or any of that kind of stuff, you need to contact us at Weird Mom says.
1: Okay? At gmail.com. Yeah.
0: All right. Now, as the MC of this host, (laughs) I am going to kick this over to
1: you. Okay. Number two. Okay, so this is... Oh, God, I'm going to be really... Like, as if we're not being offensive enough, right? I'm going to say all these words wrong. Okay, so the Lechuza they is what I'm going to talk about. And this is a monstrous owl woman who hunts humans. It's a
0: race of owl women.
1: Oh, a race of owl women. And they especially like to murder children.
0: This is going somewhere.
1: I have a feeling this is going to be a mom that just got... Just fed up.
0: She's fed up and she's sick of his shit. Yeah, I assumed it was a boy, but it could be a girl. Yeah, I've had girls.
1: This article is saying that this is a yeah. This article is saying that it's a mythological race, but I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen. I don't think it's a myth. I think this is real life shit. Okay, so this again is considered cannibalistic. I'm not really sure how, but cannibalistic owl women.
0: I think that just means that they eat people and that's their way of yeah. it, even though they don't eat each other, but maybe they do.
1: Yeah, and this is a Yakima folklore. I don't know if I said that name right, but I think I did. They're from modern-day Washington State. Okay, so these owls, they live in caves, and they hunted the people in nearby tribes. They really like to eat children the most, though. They're the most tasty.
0: Children are more tasty because they haven't had all of those stress like the stress shoot him out of things that go into your muscles it's like eating a baby lamb yeah
1: in your euro mm-hmm. so okay they were considered to be a spiritual symbol of death throughout native american communities oh, no. and it was believed that after they drowned their eyes were used to spawn all of the lesser owls what so i get like If you're only spawning based on your death and they're lesser owls, like, does that mean, like, lesser? Oh, I think that, like, regular owls are coming from them. So, like, they die. And then when they die, the owls of today were born.
0: Oh, okay. So, I bet you they have those big, long, creepy owl legs, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Because have you guys? Okay. Okay. If you've never seen what an owl's legs look like, look at you need to you need to Google right now on Google Images you need to go Google, Google owl leg
0: like Lucy will hide under her covers we do have an owl in our yard and she is much I was gonna say much old enough to not be scared of this owl, but she really is scared of the owl legs and it creeps her out real bad.
1: Well they are very creepy. Yeah. You just aren't expecting that under there. It looks like the Seminole and the Wabanaki also believe in these owl women people, and they believe that they were actually witches with the power to transform themselves into owl like creatures. So during the daytime, they would just be like hanging out amongst the Seminole, I guess. But then at night, they vomit their souls and they become undead owl monsters. And they really want to eat human hearts in the Seminole. Like, that's what Seminole lore says about these particular things. So
0: during the day, do you think that if they just walk among the people, I mean, like, they know the people in their tribe. So they're just like, oh, that's that weird guy that lives on the edge of town. Or is this somebody's uncle, Jeff?
1: I think that don't be picking on Jeff. He's our number one fan. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i would say that i i'd imagine that this is a situation kind of like witch trials right or werewolf trials coming mm, soon to coming a soon podcast to near, a near you podcasting. and i think it's one of those things where maybe there was somebody in the village that they didn't like and they decided that she was turning into an owl witch at night
0: i can go with that story
1: yeah i think that that's I probably what happened that. Uh, much like we hear about how Native Americans or some Native Americans won't say the word skinwalker because that invites evil into their life. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for this, too. So you wouldn't say their name. Mm. And so that's just one thing. Oh, and it could risk turning yourself into one. What? It's not just inviting it into your life. It's saying, like, don't say that. So I may very well turn into a cannibalistic owl woman tonight. And then I'll try to eat some children so yeah be careful yeah there are other tribes too that think of it as a dangerous bird spirit possessing a spectral cry and taking the form of a large owl with only its head and talons visible to the human eye so there's other parts I think maybe that are invisible (laughs) but I'm getting at that
0: like what part
1: yeah I don't know the legs the long legs
0: there's other things that could be invisible
1: yeah so moral of the story is don't say luchesa or lechesa lechuza i don't even know how to say it i said it a bunch of different times so one of those ways i'm just saying that if i disappear and i become an owl person or if there's children missing suddenly (laughs) when there's like tracks in the snow from giant owl that, Damons, that could be it. That I might have just done that to myself. And I'll blame Jules because she told me to read this part of the article.
0: I'm sorry. Okay. This next one is called. De-hi-han. Or. Ta-hi-han. Did you hear that? I don't think that she knows how to do it either. Tahi I meant that in the most respectful way possible. I just, I'm trying to say the words. And that's a tough one. But they're a race of dwarves who preyed on native tribes that are living in the plains of Wyoming and Colorado. And the name is derived from the Arapaho word strong. They are a race of cannibalistic dwarves, which I believe probably just means that they ate humans. Not that they ate each other, but maybe
1: do you think steve knows the definition of cannibalism
0: steve if you're out there and like somebody comes to you and they're like hey this really cool podcast covered your story from 2018 steve could you tell us please what does that mean did they eat each other or did they eat people like human people
1: because i don't think people would be afraid of them if they were just eating each other
0: yeah if that's the case then have at it do you do you do you so they allegedly have superhuman strength, which they're saying superhuman strength. But I Again. think it would actually be super dwarf strength.
1: <laughs> We're going to say super duper. Yes. Super duper. <laughs> super duper strength. <laughs> All well, right. that would have been better than saying superhuman when they are in because fact not human. They are not
0: human. They said that they're a race of dwarves. So that would be like... Super-duper strength, not superhuman. Okay. Although there are a bunch of different variations of the descriptions, they're generally uh, depicted as the size of children. They have darker skin, and they're, like, extremely aggressive and unsociable. They're not nice. They kind of remind me of, well, Nacho Libre. Because a lot of things remind me of Nacho Libre. <laughs> not oh. Okay. Because it's the greatest movie ever made. Number one, and number two, they had those little luchadors that were in there, that wore those crazy masks, mm-hmm. and they would like attack people, and they were very aggressive and mean like that. And th- that's what they—that's what they're describing here. Okay, so just that's a good movie. you haven't seen it you should probably see it
1: if you haven't seen it go go look i mean if you haven't seen it recently do it now do it again do it now
0: okay um according to some of these legends they possess the ability to become invisible what is with the invisibility cloaks let's see whilst others contended they merely seemed so due to the incredible speed at which they caught their adult prey like they move so fast that they're invisible
1: I'm just imagining like their little legs and they're like, and like I love them. <laughs> Do you think like, what if ghosts are just been in, invisible? Well, people that just move
0: really fast.
1: Yeah. They're just real quick. So fast. They're like a sleight of hand, but <laughs> <laughs> little legs instead. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh, man.
0: Okay. Within the native folklore, Most people agree that they were destroyed in an ancient conflict. And in this ancient conflict, let's see, see, Arapahoes and other Native American tribes allied to successfully defeat them. So everybody set aside their differences. So that's the moral of this story is that. If we all set aside our differences, then we can beat those fast, freaky little motherfuckers together.
1: I just, I, like, is there a battle plan? I just want to know how they did it. Like, I want to know the story.
0: Well, I don't know that story, but I do know that they do suggest that they had the ability to remove the hearts of their victims and store them for safekeeping.
1: For, like later
0: in doing so they would be protecting themselves from physical harm to their persons all right let's see there's one story that tells of a warrior that was captured by a family of these little dudes and they delayed his death asking his oh he delayed his death by asking they said (laughs) by asking his dim-witted captors about the macabre organs adorning their residence, he was like, "Oh, that's a cute lever. Where did you I get that?" I really like that? what you've done
1: with the place. I
0: like what you've done with the place. Is that a testicle hanging in the corner? You don't see a big left one like that usually. So, upon learning their true nature, the warriors stabbed each of the hearts, killing each member of the little family so
1: the capture so the the hearts that they had were somehow connected to their lives
0: yeah i think that they would i think that this what this means is that the little dudes would take out the organs and like hang them around and those organs were protecting them from dying so these these guys that got captured by them were like hey you know what we should do we figured this out we got this We're going to go around and stab all of the hearts that are hanging on the walls. And that that way we get free. And we'll defeat them. We'll defeat the the little dwarves. That's smart. It was smart. But I do wonder how they figured that out. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me how they figured it out.
1: I think we needed a little bit more I think there's a lot of
0: context that's missing from that story.
1: Yeah. Quite a bit. Okay. What's my next...
0: The next one that we're going to talk about, we are skipping over some of this madness, but number eight. If you would like to go to number eight and talk about the Piazza
1: bird. I said that
0: fancy leg like I knew what I was talking about, but really I looked it up. Okay.
1: The Piazza bird. This is less of a bird and more like a man-eating dragon. Okay. And the cool thing about it is that it lived on the bluffs of the Mississippi River. And right now, here in my home, we are just we just happen to be right on the banks of the Mississippi River. We do. In between some bluffs.
0: So I did look this up as to an exact location.
1: Oh, did you find Was it here? Did, no, it was oh. not here.
0: It was not here, but it was in a neighboring state of Illinois. Oh.
1: Do you think it could swim down the Mississippi River to us?
0: I don't think it would swim. I think it would fly.
1: The Mississippi River is in my backyard, yo.
0: This guy said... In 1673, Father Jacques Marquette saw a painting on a limestone bluff overlooking the Mississippi River. And that would have been, like, in Illinois. Okay. And then he said some things about it. He said, while skirting some rocks, which by their height and length inspired awe, we saw upon one of them two painted monsters, which at first made us afraid and upon which the boldest savages dare not long rest their eyes. They are as large as a calf. They have horns on their heads like those of a deer, a horrible look. Red eyes, a beard like a tiger's, a face somewhat like a man's, a body covered with scales, and so long a tail that it winds all around the body, passing above the head and going back between the legs, ending in a fishtail. <gasps> I like that. Red, green, black are the three colors composing the picture. Moreover, the two monsters are so well painted we cannot believe that any savage is their author. The oh, that was really
1: offensive to say. Painters that was in a France, quote. Just so you know.
0: Yeah, for good painters in France would find it difficult to reach the place conveniently to paint them. Here is approximately
1: the shape of these monsters, as we have faithfully copied it. That dude was—I mean, a—you stole my thunder a little bit. That was part of my article, but what but
0: I—that part didn't say it on there.
1: That was super racist of that guy.
0: It wasn't nice, but it was Madison. Madison. Why did I say it like that? Madison County, Illinois, which is yeah, present-day Alton, Illinois.
1: Hmm. Okay. Now okay. Back to you. All right. Back back I'm going to tell you season. about what it does. Okay. okay? I, don't, I don't know that part. So, you talked about what it looked like, and this thing lived on cliffs, and then it would like hide around there, and then it would just like sneak up on people and eat it. And it liked to eat human flesh, and it would feed on the corpses of deceased warriors. So, if there was a battle nearby. I'm thinking it would just like come out and be like, Nr. so I don't think it was actually killing people, it was just a friend, it's just trying to clean up or something.
0: It's like a clean, it's like a housemaid. It's like, I'm gonna clean up, guys. For Is that corpses. okay? Is that done?
1: Yeah, so there was a brave local chieftain, a watoga, and I probably said that real wrong. So, him and his warriors were able to get the creature to come out of its nest somehow, and they ended up killing it with some poison arrows. Historian John Russell, in 1836, said that this mural that you talked about earlier was the largest Native American painting ever discovered in North America. Really? Yeah. It was painted in commemoration of the event where they slayed the beast. Kill the beast. Kill Kill the beast. beast. Yeah.
0: That's kind of cool, actually. That that was the largest mural?
1: Yeah, but I think I read earlier and maybe you didn't say it, but I guess that, let's see, it got damaged from the fire of weapons at the image.
0: Why would they do that?
1: I don't know. Like, people were pretending that they were part of the slaying of it, maybe?
0: I guess it's just, like, they got like, overexcited. Wrecked. It's like when a little kid watches, watches, like, like a, a danger scene on a movie and they're, like, jumping on the couch with their fake sword.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, get him.
0: Kind of like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Frank is just stomping around up there. He is. He's got
0: really big feet. He's he's just walking heavy yeah. up there. I got you. I'm sorry I stole some of your thunder. Because this is impromptu, I literally just typed it into Wikipedia. And then I was like, oh, there's a thing about something.
1: So it turns out that Steve is maybe either part of writing of the wikipedia or got a lot of what he wrote from the wikipedia
0: it's okay steve we like wikipedia too yeah i hope that you're a wikipedia writer because that would be pretty cool steve
1: yeah okay so so what one is next 2 Face is a monster
0: It's a monstrous being and it matters its victims with razor sharp elbows that's right i said elbows like when you're in the car and you're a kid and you're sitting next to your asshole sibling and you jab them with your elbow it could kill people
1: are you referring to me as your asshole sibling
0: well i mean are you in fact an asshole
1: i yeah
0: (laughs) were you in fact an asshole
1: so Super was an asshole when I was a toddler. Yeah, you were. Yeah.
0: So, yes. Yes, I'm probably referring to you and also our other siblings. Okay. So, among the Sioux, Plains, and Omaha tribes, Two-Face, also known as Sharp Elbows, is a Two-Face monster. Um, it really likes to prey upon Native populations, torturing Um, It also likes to gruesomely disfigure murders. Wait, that didn't even make any sense. Mm -hmm. It likes to disfigure people before it finishes the deed of killing them all the way. Yeah. So what that means, I guess it just rips people up with its elbows and it's like, I enjoy this. (laughs)
1: Like, is it like razor elbows? Like, and it's, it's like running its razorous elbows across the body.
0: Yeah, I think so that's
1: I did a motion while I was doing that. And if you can imagine, I'm just like taking my elbow
0: and everybody with the doing elbow. stuff with it. Like, can you imagine just running at somebody with your elbow? <laughs> <just> <laughs> mean, like, elbow <laughs> to the face.
1: Yeah, but it's a razor.
0: But it's a razor. This guy's pretty badass. That's disfiguring. I imagine that he leaps through the air when he elbows people because
1: otherwise. Like a it... ninja, except for that with elbows
0: yeah but it wouldn't have the same effect if it wasn't being like pile drive into them
1: oh you need to tell us about the backstory of this because i think that there's a theme here okay so
0: i guess normally in the folklore all who who look upon either of the twin visages of two-face so they call it two-face right they become paralyzed with fear Um, In some cases, they just get, like, they scare, they're scared to death. They're so scared. They just go, and Mm -hmm. they die. Um, He utilizes his extreme elbows to stab his frozen victims to death. So he scares you until you're, like, really stiff, and then he just pile drives his elbows into you until you die. Um, he is widely considered to retain a preference for children and female victims, especially pregnant women. Why are they always going after the children? Because they're, I think they're trying to scare kids into being good.
1: Probably. They're probably like, if you don't, if you don't be good, old Sharp elbows is going to get you. Going to get you.
0: Okay. So, according to Lakota mythology, Two-Face was once a woman uh, who was turned into the creature as punishment for attempting to, she was trying to get sexy time with a sun god. Oh. So, with one beautiful face and one hideous face. So, like, one of her faces was pretty and the other one was fucking gross. Oh, an alter. There is an alternative origin story that's kind of a similar background, but Two faced was born from an adulterous woman who was awful. So. so this
1: story is making sure that a kids are being good and women aren't sleeping around with other men.
0: Yeah, you get in trouble for that shit. They make up stories about that. How come there's never stories about the dudes that are cheater bow beaters?
1: Because they're in charge.
0: They're not in charge.
1: In that world, they were?
0: Well, I guess they were. Anyway, she's. It's just a disgruntled woman again.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm. That's, that's the theme. Seems to be a theme
0: Yeah. It's called hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> Female hysteria. hysteria. That's what it is. I mean, like, we're pretty powerful as women that our PMS scares the shit out of men. That's why they make these stories.
1: Yeah, we are very powerful.
0: I think this is really a story about going through menopause.
1: Oh, that could be.
0: Like, dudes are like, this is not normal. I don't know what's happening to my lady. She's turned into some sort of vicious creature. She elbowed me in the balls, and I need to make an excuse for And they are very happened. sharp. They were very sharp. And also I want my kids to be good.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's widely regarded as representing a disconnection from and disharmony with nature as an allegorical advocation of traditional conformity within the tribe. That was a mouthful, Steve, that wrote this. Did you copy that from Wikipedia? Because I just copied that
1: from you. I'm going to think that Steve is the author of Wikipedia. (laughs)
0: Steve, are you the author of Wikipedia? Sir, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm
1: going to add that a lot of this episode is quote unquote.
0: (laughs) Yes, quote unquote. This one. Like a lot of credit goes to Steve. Yeah, that's what he said. He said representing a disconnection from and disharmony with nature as an allegorical advocation of traditional conformity within the tribe I nailed it that time you did you did a good job nailed it so that I I really wanted to talk about that one with the pointy elbows do you do that with your kit like okay Lucy's she knows what I mean when I say little elbows (laughs)
1: because she gets you with those little elbows she does
0: get me with the little elbows and also River Dog gets me with the elbows
1: so many bruises
0: river dog
1: frank's dog
0: she literally army crawls up you with her elbows like up your entire body i'm so bruised from being with her this week. yeah imagine
1: that you live with her all the time every day and you take blood thinners that's what my body looks like
0: it looks like a literal zombie
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of purple going on on my legs it's intense yeah and my hips
0: but she's a good girl.
1: She's otherwise a good girl. She just is addicted to love.
0: Go ahead. addicted to love. You know who
1: else is addicted to love? Who
0: is addicted to love?
1: The perverted merman.
0: Oh, I liked that segue. That was nice.
1: It was really good. I'm not usually good at that. So oh. <laughs> we're not a segue podcast. I've been trying to work on it a little bit. but So good. I'm going to try to pronounce the native name for this one but I, after I try to pronounce it I'll call him the perverted merman cuz there's zero to little chance that I am getting this right. So, endam Kinoet
0: That's what I would say as well.
1: Okay. So, perverted merman. He appears in again, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong, Algonquin. It's Algonquin. Algonquin mythology. So, and specifically this is with the Abenaki. I would say Abenaki. Abenaki, that sounds better. People. Okay. So this guy is, like most of our men, half man, half fish. And his face is childlike. No. He lives in both lakes and streams. Mm. And really, he's going where women generally like to wash themselves. So So he's looking for the ladies. Fresh water here. It seems like we're talking freshwater and a, not saltwater.
0: He's a freshwater
1: kid merman. face merman. Which is different than you would normally.
0: Yeah, because normal mermen are saltwater.
1: Yeah. Or
0: at least brackish.
1: Yeah, and he's not trying to harm these ladies. You know, he... You sure? Yeah, and some stories do include attempted molestation, it says. So sometimes he's grabby. But for the most part, he's just a perv.
0: As a psychopathy, I feel as if voyeurism almost always escalates, in my professional opinion.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I would say so. I would
0: say the longer this baby face lives, the more risque he's going to get.
1: Yeah, he probably is over time. Like he can't just be happy
0: with, does he do like, he just voyeurisms people? He doesn't like, he's not like a flasher?
1: I don't think that he's, I mean, he's got a fish body, so I don't know where a merman's penis is, but I I mean, it's it's not readily available. It might, it might be. Because fish, fish don't have penises, do they? Like what what is a fish What if penis? it has
0: that little slit thing and then, and then the penis just shoots out of it?
1: So this is like a vagina and a penis pops out?
0: Kind of.
1: Oh, is that what fish do? Um, They're not like having intercourse. They're Yeah, isn't that what happens eggs. with
0: like dolphins?
1: Yeah, I think dolphins do have penises. I do
0: imagine that this would be a mammal and that he probably has a trench coat.
1: <laughs> so this is like a Native American tale, except there's this pervy merman that's in a stream, which is very small, and he's like got a child face and a trench coat.
0: How does he live in the stream? This has to be like a deep stream.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm. I'm like, what? I don't understand. In Do a stream, is he a sea monkey?
0: I think. Wait, where does he? Where is he born of? Does this like say where he came from? Because like, does he have a mother and a father? Well, like, where is he born? He of? would
1: have had. So, actually, it sounds like they uh, the tales. Of this native tribe say that people who disobey their parents turn into these. Oh,
0: That's why he has a child face.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: he's a naughty kid.
1: He's a naughty kid. So I think it's probably okay. a little boy that gets caught looking at ladies the wrong way. Okay. I'm guessing this is like a prepubescent, like maybe 10 to 12 year old boy.
0: Because back in the day, they didn't have the googs to look at the boobs.
1: So they were sneaking peeks at ladies. Yeah. In Whatever way they could, down by the stream while they were washing themselves. Why
0: don't we make up stories like this now for kids that are being creeps on the interwebs? We should. Like, what would that consist of to you?
1: I think we could just make a webpage that circulates through. You know, like how like Slenderman got around the preteen groups? Yeah. But we do it like...
0: We could tell them
1: like to not be rapey.
0: That we'll tell them that their hands will turn into razor blades.
1: But what if they're already violent and they're like, I'm going to razor blade these ladies up oh. afterward? That's okay. maybe making them, them prime for serial killing. That. I got Just tell them their money. dicks are going to fall off, man.
0: That's a good one.
1: I think that's what the Catholic Church has been doing anyway. They tell
0: you that your dick is going to fall off. I don't
1: know. Off? Don't they tell you bad things if you're. You know,
0: if you're doing
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. things by <laughs> It'll yourself. It'll make you go blind. will <laughs> make you <it> go- <laughs> I think we do this already. We do this already. <laughs> but like, let them do that so that they, I think, that keep them from being. Okay, so let's get back to this thing, though. So what I'm learning from this article, though, is that mermaid creatures are a staple within North American mythology. That was not something I knew that. Like, I thought it was more, for some reason, I'm thinking like Greek or something Walt Disney made up, but I wasn't. Well, <laughs> <list of the laughs> <truth. laughs> Disney
0: made, they have like a ride with the perverted mermaid. <laughs>
1: No, I wasn't talking about perverted merman, just like mer-people.
0: In my mind, like when you go around the corner in the ride, all of a sudden you see merman and he like opens his trench coat and then his weird fish wiener pops out and he like shakes it at you. Oh my god. (laughs) That's so wrong. (laughs) It's an interactive fish tank.
1: Gross! I feel
0: yucky. I like... The whole thing is gross. You know how fish eyeballs creep me out
1: anyway. What if
0: merman has fish eyeballs? Like he has a child face, but fish eyeballs.
1: Weird. Okay, so what I can tell you. Okay, so apparently mermen do have clothing. So the last thing that I know about this is that theft of a merman or mermaid's clothing strips Or oh, theft of their clothing. Okay, so you steal their Their clothing strips. I was like, (laughs) like, they wear strips of of clothing. clothing? I was thinking like taking a scissors. Yeah, it It was using the word strips. Like it takes away their magical powers. And then they are unable to swim. So if you wanna just like if you want Ariel to not be able to swim anymore, you take her little bra. She's got nothing. It's over. I just, I feel like if how you took their clothing, it would keep them from being able to turn into a human and walk on land. Like, when when were they wearing clothes as a mer person?
0: Well, they used to be a little kid. And they were wearing, like, their Power Ranger jammies. So, like, there
1: are fish on the bottom and there's Power Ranger jammy on top? Like
0: Probably. I mean, <sighs> that's... was there
1: a Power Ranger wrap on the over the fin?
0: How is the... The clothing is going to remain the same. It just has to, like... It like shreds as it gets ripped as the their body is growing and transforming painfully into the voyeuristic freak.
1: And so if you take their last shred of humanity, their clothing,
0: if you take their power ranger jammies, they're a dead fish in water. Yeah, that's all you have to do. That's what the instruction booklet would say. Okay. it would say to kill the perverted merman, you must take his power ranger jammies. (laughs) okay, and his
1: trench coat. Because yeah. all the
0: power is in the trench coat.
1: Yeah, this is all... I think this all goes back to the trench coat. There is, in fact, a trench coat. It
0: is part of the escalation. Yeah. Alright, so I think we're going to wrap this up with the very last one, which I'm not going to lie. I did not even preview this one. So this is like a cold call. Look at this. Um, it's an underwater panther. Oh, God. Yes. So the underwater panthers lived in the Great Lakes and would control the waters of their domains the great lakes are really huge like when you there yeah you've been to the great lakes right like have you been to like up near the boundary waters and stuff and like seen the freaking huge like it looks like the ocean
1: i didn't ever go to there
0: it's pretty cool and you don't live that live <laughs> you don't live that far from it yeah so. we
1: don't really venture north very often
0: I did I did do that right before I moved south because I'm like hey we never did this growing up so Kira and I concrete Kira and I took our old dog Dewey on it, we called it Dew's last adventure Dew's grand adventure um, we took her on a doggy um, vacation up north and we geared everything towards making her life the best dog life ever and we stayed in these, like, cabins and stuff. And we went to the Boundary Waters up there. It was so much fun. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You should do it in the summer. Yeah, we'll have to do that
1: sometime. hmm Because that would be cool. And I like to take Layla on vacation.
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Because I know that our ancestors, like, came through that area.
1: And so I felt like some sort of connection. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. All right, so... Tell me about this underwater panther, because right now when I'm reading the name of him, it looks like it says Mitsubishi to me at first glance, and I just want to hear you try to pronounce this shit.
0: It's called a
1: Mishibizhu. <laughs> <laughs> I is Mishibizhu. Mishibizhu.
0: Listen, guys, we're a little bit squirrely right now because we had to listen to where we left off yesterday. And for some reason, the recording is making us like really low and slow. So we sound like men that are very tired.
1: We do sound like tired men I'm when like, you play it back. Wouldn't that be funny if. Yeah, anyway, maybe I'll leave one so clip hard. of it in here for people and then I will speed it back up afterward.
0: It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Okay, so I don't know how to say that word. We gave it our best shot. Apologies to anyone that loves that word. And is, knows a lot about that word.
1: I think just a lot of apologies to any indigenous people who tried to listen to this recording.
0: Yeah. You guys have the coolest stories, man. The coolest monsters. That's why we're doing this. So cool. They're like the most entertaining of the monster stories. And we did leave it's out. True. Like when we looked at this article, we left out a lot of them that we felt like could have their own episode like all to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, But this guy, this Mitsubishi, also known as the underwater panther or the Great Lynx, it belongs to the mythologies of native inhabitants of the Great Lakes region of North America. It's a monster from the underworld, and the panther resides in creeks and rivers. How do they? This is just
1: like the perverted
0: merman. How do they live in a creek?
1: I don't know. It's very shallow. Like is he gonna pop out of my backyard right now? That's that could happen. God, that's really scary. There's
0: a body of water back there.
1: Just, I just thought that he would like be in the actual Great Lakes, but I guess we're just in the Great Lakes no. area.
0: They're they're hiding and they're waiting to drown people that are like if you're not suspecting them, they're gonna get you. Okay, they're gonna jump up and get you. Um, they're described by the Sioux. As possessing a body shaped like a buffalo uh, with paws allowing for rapid swimming. Oh my God. They swim so fast. <laughs> Can you imagine like a body like a buffalo with like, oh, it just has with one. With like eye. panther paws. Yeah. It has. Just, and it's
1: like doggy paddling through the water.
0: It only has one eye and horns. It's like either a single horn in the center of its forehead or a pear. It has dorsal fins, a spiked tail. It's covered in scales, which is so icky. It has been speculated that it was derived from a prehistoric
1: stegosaurus. So this is a water dinosaur. So why do they call it a panther? I don't understand. Maybe because it attacks prey. Like a panther does.
0: Do you think that maybe some of these creatures are prehistoric? Because in all seriousness, I feel like some of these creatures were derived from like real prehistoric creatures that were terrifying.
1: Yeah, maybe there were some sitting around yet. Okay, they were. That didn't die with the others.
0: They were super scary to the Ojibwa because they would cause waves and whirlpools and rapids. It was considered within tribal folklore that each lake might be inhabited by its very own. And that that underwater panther thing controlled all of the conditions of the lake. So I would imagine you don't want to piss it off.
1: No, because it might capsize you. So they <coughs>
0: are mortal enemies of Thunderbirds. Oh, um,
1: is there a battle?
0: Did we we didn't talk about thunderbirds in this one? We didn't,
1: and I think we probably should at some point.
0: Is there thunderbirds like earlier in the in the thing? Because we might want to touch on that. Um, um, I don't
1: know. Will
0: you look real quick, okay? But some Native communities revered the creature as symbols of great power and hunting prowess. At least one tribe employed them as part of a children's game similar to tag.
1: So, when somebody was a water panther?
0: What? What does that even mean? Like, did they pretend to be them? Like, when they were, they were, like, down by the lake, they are having a bath and playing in the water, doing whatever they want, and one's like, Haha, I'm going to pretend to be
1: this underwater panther, I'm going to go get ya. Or, one of them was drowning other kids, and they were like, well, it was a water panther. Or he was like, there was a little guy and he was like evil and he drowned someone else. And then he was like, there was a water panther. The water panther did it. And then he described this thing and everybody he- was like, oh, the water panther's going to get us.
0: Well, or he could have said that like it became him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what came over me. I became a water panther.
1: Okay. I, I was too lazy to look for that article, but I did just find that a Thunderbird. And you might probably already know this. I don't know a lot about Thunderbirds besides that they... Or like an air force thing so they're a powerful spirit in the form of a bird mm-hmm. and lightning was believed to flash from its back or from its beak sorry lightning Whoa. beak and it the beating of its wings would represent the rolling of thunder so the thunder is coming from this like big like. <laughs> i'm making like flying wing movements with my arms right now as I'm doing this just so you guys know she's
0: being very dramatic with her arms yeah they're really flapping but like powerfully slow yeah so according to an ancient Chippewa tale they lived on an island of mud what situated between two lakeside villages what how did they choose this life
1: they lived in an island of mud Yeah, so if you go there, you'll like get squished into the mud. So nobody wants to go there.
0: Avoided by locals for fear of an evil spirit, two girls crossing one day encountered the monster, cutting off the beast's tail with an oar and Mm -hmm. severed limb. And the severed limb transformed into a solid piece of copper and became a talisman for good luck in fishing and hunting for their tribe. I got nothing an oar? I think it was a really sharp oar, I guess. Is that... Like, I'm just imagining a wooden oar.
1: I don't know. Native Americans made cool tools out of things. So maybe it was like half oar, half spear kind of thing. Did it have, like... So if they saw a fish, they could stab it. That would be cool. But they're like with a knife blade on the side that was like whittled down and then like they coated it in some kind of other copper and it was sharp
0: you just made that entire thing up
1: yeah it was engineering okay
0: then that piece of their tail just became what did they cut off the
1: it's a good luck charm it's like a good how big charm. is the piece
0: of the tail that they cut off maybe
1: they just hit it a little bit and just a tiny little bit came off and they were like here's our copper but it was really copper from the engineered ore slash stabber slash cutter
0: that's it huh
1: yeah that's i mean that's the story that's that's all i came up with That's the closest thing i can get
0: what was the if we go back to the the origins of this what was like what is the
1: moral of the story the moral of the story is not to go to the mud island because you're going to come back and you're gonna be really dirty
0: i thought maybe it was on the mud island because then they could see the footprints of the beast like they knew it was there because it was muddy.
1: So there's no moral of the story. It's just...
0: Wait, what? Why did this thing get it? A... It's not like it was a kid that
1: was being naughty, right? I think this one's just fucking real, man. Oh, that's right. This one's real. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they all might be real. I believe Native Americans and their things. Because, like, skinwalkers, right?
0: Everything about their spiritual existence and their thoughts on it makes more sense to me in life yeah. than anything
1: else. So... I don't know. I don't know if this and is just normal people making up things like we have all done all over the world.
0: But if you think about it. kids
1: do the right thing.
0: No. But sometimes like the bad guys in these stories are the creatures. Like these are things that are repeated in other cultures. In completely separate parts of the world. That nobody would have had interactions with each other. There's a water panther? No. But there could be. I'm like... Like Sasquatches,
1: yeah, that's true. Okay, like
0: everybody just has a different name for them, but they exist because all these different cultures for like forever, they all know about them.
1: The world's really big, and there's got to be parts of it that we just haven't hit yet.
0: One of them being Sasquatchland,
1: yeah, and they're really good hiders.
0: They are, but like, what happens to their dead bodies? Like they die, okay? Like maybe they're they not have just, like, a super really fast
1: at burying their own. I think that they're really respectful creatures and they know what they're supposed to do right with them. They've got some kind of way of getting rid of them.
0: They just disappear. Like what if one has a heart attack? Like he's out hunting. They don't
1: have heart attacks because they have a good diet. They're probably vegan. I don't think so. What then? What then? If they're vegan. nope, they're vegan. And they don't have heart attacks and they don't get all these other diseases. And so... They always die peacefully at home, and their family knows exactly what they're supposed to do with them.
0: Like, you think they die peacefully at home, like, with their family around them?
1: Yeah. They just go to sleep one day, and they wake up the next day, and they're like, okay, we got to get this guy in the ground. Like, wait, they probably go on 10 feet instead of 6. Okay. And it's in a cave, at the back of a cave. Okay. That's where... I just that's the only that's the only explanation. It's the, the only logical it explanation.
0: Sense.
1: It could I mean oh, man. you don't know. Nobody else knows. So I could be right. I don't know. I don't know.
0: What I do know segue what I do know is that we have reached the end of our time here with you. And oh my god. This was a fun this was a fun episode. This was fun and You know, I had a good time hanging out with you for the last couple weeks.
1: Yeah, we've been seeing each other for like three weeks now. And I won't see you until probably the summertime. I know I'm pretty sad.
0: I'm actually pretty Uh, sad to leave on this trip because I don't know why. I just am.
1: Yeah, it would just be so much cooler if we lived in the same place again. I know. Maybe someday.
0: Someday. We'll get there again. But for now, we will keep doing this podcast from afar. Next time you hear from us, we'll probably be far apart from each other. Anyway, um, do you want to share with everyone? The social? The grounds.
1: Okay. So, again, reminder, if you want us to read your comment. You do. I do. So, first of all, you got to you gotta give us a review on Spotify because we really need to get some, some ratings on there so we can actually see it because listeners can't see the ratings either because there's not enough of them out there so go ahead and do that leave us a comment on either spotify or apple podcast mm-hmm. or whatever you're listening to us on give us a rating you can reach out to us at weird Shit my mom says at gmail.com if you want to say hi or send us a story we'd like to get some stories eventually that we can do listener story episodes
0: i'd like to read your story
1: we really would. And you can message us on any of our social media things. So we've got Instagram, it's Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast. We've got TikTok, it's Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got Facebook.com slash Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast, but leave the eye out of shit because Facebook is a prude. And finally, if you would like to throw a few dollars every month at us to help support our podcast. That would be amazing. It'll help us grow. You can find us at Patreon.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast. Again, it's we still don't have any supporters on Patreon. No, we don't. Oh man. But we can I could probably better define what we're gonna do for people to join. So we'll we'll think about that and we'll get back to you on, on our like solid plan of what we can put out on Patreon for extra content. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. 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 Okay, I gotta is my mouse?